Welcome to Buffy the Vampire Australia, where three Australians talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode by episode. I'm Chris. I'm Mabel. And I'm Megan. And today we are talking about season three, episode 10, Amends. Thoughts? Uh, oh. Ooh. It's. No, there's a lot of things I like about it, but I don't know. I feel like as an episode, it felt kind of. I don't know. It wasn't like a proper Buffy episode. I felt throughout a bit blah. Interesting. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> I I reckon this is top three episodes. Wow. I loved this episode. I mean, I, I, I was, I was cool. so in on this one. It's very cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I must admit, I got to the end of this episode and I thought, I'm really glad because I feel like Buffy is really hitting its stride now and I reckon Chris will be really enjoying it. And you yeah. are, yes. Season, season three is banging. Like, yes. if there was a real yeah, period there in season one, I'm like, what are we doing here? <laughs> what is this show? What have I signed up for? But now it's they're really hitting their stride. Every episode's working. Uh, and this one in particular, maybe I'm a sucker for Christmas stuff because I am. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. This one just worked for me on, on a lot of different levels. Oh, great. We'll get into it. We oh. shall get into it. In oh. fact, let's get into it. Yeah. Amends, written and directed by Joss Whedon, creator, etc., etc. We won't talk about him too much. <laughs> Just can't talk about it in a way I used to. It's really sad. Anyway, yeah. the ghosts of Christmas past. As Buffy and her friends make plans for a quiet Christmas vacation, Angel is haunted by visions of his violent, demonic past, including the ghost of Jenny Calendar, Chris's favourite. We'll get to that. <laughs> Meanwhile, Willow goes to great seductive lengths to try to convince Oz that he is the one for her, and Xander painfully adjusts to his life without Cordelia. All right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I do like the whole ghosts of Christmas past thing. Like this this episode definitely feels like a Christmas episode, especially with how it ends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my mind was blown reading the wiki because I have for 20 years watched this episode, as we know, mm. uh, probably almost every year, and never realised the exact parallel to The Christmas Carol. Yeah. The three ghosts visiting. Oh. Yeah. Thanks. Yes, Chris. Yeah. I did not pick up on I that. I actually ever. didn't think about that until oh. you just read the synopsis. But I was like, oh, yeah, this makes total sense. Yes. And yeah, I feel bad that three, I'm not. Though. No, there's only three. Yeah. Oh, no, there is. There's more than three. Oh. No, there's definitely more than three. You're right. That's yeah. why I was confused. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah but I still okay, think it's, like, generally parallel. general theme. It's a general mm. theme. Um, yeah. But, yeah, maybe, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm not generally super into Christmas episodes. I feel really guilty that I'm not as into this episode as you guys. Bah but. humbug, man. Is, <laughs> I have uh, thoughts. I have many thoughts but i yeah. i actually can see both of your sides on this one yeah <laughs> far out this is really <clears throat> interesting because i was like watching this like oh this was like an important episode like there's important things going on here to become matter later yeah i think it's definitely an important episode i think maybe like today i was in the mood for a different type of buffy episode sure, so, sure. yeah yeah look it's a it's a it's a dark episode i've got to say yeah. I, yeah. I don't know that i've ever I don't know whether because I'm, I don't want to bring the mum thing into it, right, but I don't know whether it's because I'm a mother that I now am seeing the angel character in a whole new light. Mm. Like he is 
very evil and very dark. And uh, I and also this week I re-listened to an episode that we did um, and w- where we had a massive discussion, the Revelations episode where we had a massive discussion about and we agreed to disagree, um, Chris and Mabel. Um, well, Mabel and I agreed to disagree with you, Chris, about <laughs> whether it was okay for Buffy to hang out with Angel and, you know, the whole, like, redemption of a murderer kind of arc and, you know, someone having a oh, mental break yeah, and, you that know, remember real. that yeah, massive yeah. discussion that we had? Uh-huh. Well, I just re-listened to that one and I was like, oh, man, this is bringing up a lot of stuff, you know, watching this particular episode today after mm. having listened to that one. Anyway, we'll, we'll get into it. But also I just want to flag at the beginning of this episode, this is the first episode I have watched since you guys and our fan base have completely changed my point of view on faith. Yeah. So I've had some very interesting feelings. I've loved how much, yeah, I really like how much we've discussed the whole faith thing and how like our fans have like contributed to that discussion. And yeah, watching the faith scenes in this, I was like, oh, I bet Megan's totally like flipped it. I've had a very interesting (laughs) response. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So question, before we even get to the actual episode, I'm just curious, do you watch the recaps, Chris, when you watch this or do you just skip them? No, I, I 100% watch the recaps. Yeah, Because I'm, I'm curious what they want me to know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's and right. And watching yeah. this recap, I was like, I, I feel like almost nothing was imparted on me. It was so vague and weird and mysterious. <laughs> it just like made, didn't really convey anything except that Angel had killed Calendar. And yeah. I, it should have, I should have known then. I should have yep. known then it was a Calendar episode. <laughs> We can't always have Spike episodes. We've got to have a calendar episode every now and then as well, I suppose. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to just rag on her the entire time. I know, I know. All right. So we open on a flashback. Gotta love a flashback. I know. Honestly, as soon as it opened on a flashback, I was like, yes, I love when we see vampires pass. Yeah, it's so exciting. Uh, it made me wonder because it's like a really old timey set and stuff. Because they didn't just mm. build that set for this one little flashback. Like they must have been borrowing it from something else, like some downtown Abbey mm. sort of thing going on. I'm curious, like what set what that belonged to? Good. Yeah. I had never even thought of that. They totally would have borrowed that a set. Was happening back then. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What else was the WB producing at that time? Was it yeah. WB at that point? I can't remember now. I I can't remember. They they swapped over to something else. Anyway, not important. Um, So I've written here at the beginning of this flashback, has DB gotten better at the accent? Um, Marginally, I think so. And then later I was like, or is it just that I have to listen to Buffy so quietly now because Mary's usually (laughs) napping? So (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, I thought it was a very shit accent, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I, I don't think he got any better. Like, um, I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Like, and then it's like, oh, no, that's David Boreanaz trying to do an Irish accent. That's terrible. I think particularly because there's, like, other people that he's in the scene <laughs> with that are also doing an Irish accent but are doing it better than him. A great one. They're probably Irish yeah. even. Like, yeah, they're maybe. probably Irish. Yeah. And so it's really funny hearing them <laughs> in a conversation. Just- and as the scene's happening, like, the carol is singing Silent Night in the background. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, is it? Is it, is it is it really and it, and it was i'm very i love a christmas episode i don't know i was really into the whole christmas so you thing. love a christmas episode it. but i was curious you know like from this point going having had the, the recap and then the flashback it was pretty clear that we were going into an angel-centric episode now how are you feeling at this point going into an angel-centric episode and mabel obviously you know like with our feelings on angel have changed recently so it was mm. interesting thinking oh god this is going to be an angel-centric one I think we're all on the same page here. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like 
we all like Angel. We all think he's a good character. That's like there's sure. some real stuff to get into there. We just hate it when he's there for one line and to do some tai chi and <laughs> goes away. Sex. You yeah. know, it, it's good when they focus on Angel. Like yeah, there's a lot true. to focus on when he gets to actually into. have some range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Near the end of this episode, I was like, is this it? Is this where Angel goes and gets his own TV show? Is this the episode? Um, but no, 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 no. He's sticking around a little bit longer. Yeah. So, any thoughts on the on the flashback? Anyone have anything they want to say on that? I didn't really. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Apparently, if you listen with subtitles on really quietly, it sounds much better. So I can recommend (laughs) that. Um, (laughs) So we're at high school next day, uh, coming into Christmas vacation. They're talking about their plans. It's all a bit cute. High temperatures here in LA. <laughs> um, they, they definitely saying that so they don't have to buy snow. That's that's what I figured as soon as they said that. Like, oh yeah, yeah it's gonna be really it's gonna be really hot this season. Like, oh, you just wrong? don't want to buy snow. But it proved me wrong. Proved me wrong. Yeah. Really didn't they? they turned on me. Aussies though, we can super Showed relate me. to the hot summer to the hot summer Christmas oh, yeah. though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, just need I just need to say this once because it's it's true for the whole episode. Right. But I really don't like Buffy's fringe. Yeah. Okay. I, oh god. Yeah. Because it's, it's not that? in every scene. Well, in some she seems to have like swept it to the side yes. or something. But oh my then god. For a I lot was, of it, I was literally going to write about the fringe, and then I was like, no, am I being petty? No, thank you, Mabel. Well, thank yeah, you for no, but it like up. I looked at it and I was like, is this wet? Like, am I being too critical? But it it just stood out like a mm. like it just stood yes, out so it did. much. And sorry, I forgot to say like yes, like Angel wakes from his dream flashback and goes and bumps into her, and it's particularly oh, yeah. bad in that first scene oh yeah exactly like, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it pops up again like the a giles scene later on it's the yes, exact same it's, it's just... really strong like maybe she just got it cut in those first in those two scenes and then it had grown yeah. out a touch over the course of the shooting maybe. like you know how a fringe the first day it's cut is like it's a lot yeah I, I, would, I would even bet that sarah michelle gell was the one that's like okay oh we're ready to go okay it's ready and like just did, a, did a quick swipe right before the, the scene uh, started <laughs> just so she didn't have to have that fringe right there just like swing it over each side <laughs> Just try and hide it better. So good. Terrible. So good. Yeah. But so everyone just know that that's, that bothers me for the whole episode. Fair enough. But I, won't I agree. About it again. <laughs> I'm on board with that decision, that yeah. feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we, towards the end of this scene, um, Cordy has her um, mm. contractually obliged. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I literally have contractually obliged in my notes. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to be gone for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Sweaty Dale, bye. <laughs> and you know, I guess um, it's interesting because Buffy sort of like after she does her little, you know, mm. Sweaty Dale thing and everything, Buffy's like, oh, Cordy's reverted to form. But I have to say, I felt like that was a pretty tame version of Cordy, and it was a very like she's obviously hurting, but it just didn't have the same sting that she used to deliver stuff with, you know. Uh, I mean, I feel like she's changed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't, I, in terms of like r- returning to form, I feel like not so much that she's like back to peak bitchy Cordelia, but she's like back to kind of confident herself Cordelia, which I thought sure. was mm. nice. Yes. Um, Definitely that. Yes. But yeah, it's really weird because that, because then Willow's are like, oh, let's cut her some slack. And I'm like, oh. One, based on what she said, like, you don't really have to cut her slack. Like you said, she was pretty tame and mild in that scene. Like, I don't think they're really cutting her that much slack. Yeah. But also, that's, like, the, the least you guys can do at this point, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. <laughs> like, you're not, like, doing Cordy a favor by, like, letting her be a little more. It's so true, actually. 
so Oz rocks up, has yeah. a chat with Willow. Oz. I love yeah. Oz. I've written here, Oz is the best human slash werewolf in the whole world. That is all. He's yeah. Just- Still, he's just still so like emotionally mature. I man. know, just like healthy. Like he, he's, he's like he knows. He's like, look, I don't know that it's ever gone, but like, here's what I know. I'm willing to try. Like, let's just do this. And he's just like, he's not in denial about anything. He's yep. putting it all out there on the table. He's having a healthy, open dialogue. What a guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a guy. Is. But this is a really tricky position, I feel, mm. because it's yeah. like Willie's asking for forgiveness and stuff. And I, I don't know if I was is in Oz's position. My big thing would be if you're actually sorry, stop hanging out with him. You're spending yeah. every waking second with him still. Like, how am I? Look, like, it's Oz has said he thinks maybe still there's something going on. They're mm. always together. Like, it is a hard one because they have been best friends basically for their entire lives. Like, it's yeah. it's harder. It's a hard ask. And I mean, again, because Oz is so emotionally mature, which frankly no teenage boy ever, ever <laughs> in the history of uh-uh. mankind ever has been or ever <laughs> will be. He's a year older, boys. right? Like he's he's a year older, but like <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, honestly, no teenager in the history of mankind ever, man or woman has ever been that emotionally mature nor ever will be you know like no. you just can't be you have too many hormones raging <laughs> it's just not possible <laughs> um but yeah he seems to just get that they're friends now but like it is weird like that this is this is again i come back to the fact this whole fucking storyline is so shoehorned in because it's not possible that if they had pursued this relationship the way that they did they would then just be fine just hanging out now and pretending like it never happened they're literally pretending like it never happened basically yeah like now they just have no sexual attraction to each other yeah which is what (laughs) even in even in willow's response to Oz, where she's like that's in the past that's over like it's done now without kind of acknowledging the weird thing of that like she cheated on Oz in the middle and like sure that it was this this weird friendship affair thing. Like, no, I did that and now I'm done with it. And, like, she hasn't even spoken with Xander or, like, she hasn't really acknowledged how it ended or why it's over or why it happened. Only because they got caught. That's the only thing that's actually changed. I I know. And so, yeah, yeah, now they're just all of a sudden just not sexually attracted to each other. It's so weird, the whole thing. It's weird. But, yeah, I think we've acknowledged, like, the storyline never made sense. So I guess this is... This is all we can. It's, a, it's just a relief. It's over. Really. Yeah, it is just a relief. It's over, and probably Oz feels the same way. Probably Willow does too. Yeah. Anyway, he's lovely and good on him for giving her a second shot because she doesn't deserve it. Yeah. I, I know. Case. I know. We're not talking about Joss. Say what you will about Joss. I have. Yep. Um, yep. I feel in this episode, characters are more themselves. Mm. Talking like quite true to themselves. This episode, and I guess in the last few, they haven't really been as much. Sure. Yeah, I just, yeah, I've I just noticed that right. this episode. I'm just gonna. He is. Look, you know, but his characters. There's a, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff we could and should probably say about Joss Whedon. I don't I don't want to go into it because we could spend hours on it. But yep. he's a bloody good writer. At the end of the day, like you can't yep. take that away from him. Unfortunately. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> No, not unfortunately, but he is he is talented. Regardless of everything else, he is talented. That is yeah. for sure. And that is evidenced in this particular episode for sure. Like mm-hmm. he does just have the 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 voice, you know? He has the characters' voices. It, it would really be does. easier having created the characters. I mean, yeah, look, definitely. Yeah, easier, I would but... say that that makes it easier. Yeah. <laughs> so then we get Buffy and her mum shopping for a Christmas tree. And Joyce just lays on the guilt trip. I love this so much. It's some good Joyce moment. Classic. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, I was just like screaming. I was like, yes, invite Faith yes. to Christmas. 
I good was too. Joyce. Obviously, yeah. like someone should be inviting Faith to Christmas. Yes, and like Buffy, yeah. I, I just think Buffy shouldn't even be that reluctant to it. Like, oh, thanks. It wasn't even that much of a guilt trip. Like, no, yes, it's someone true. invite Faith. Yeah. Why not invite Giles too? I know. Well, I think it's all fu- like, I think That's it's funny. so funny that she's still awkward about Giles. She's so awkward because she remembers having sex with him. <laughs> the candy walk. Candy walk is out and candy. Band candy. candy. That's it. <laughs> you were combining two episodes walk. there, Lover's Walk and Candy. <laughs> <Yeah, band> candy. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's where I'm at, guys. Come on. Thanks so much. Uh, so, okay, here we go. First scene with Faith. And I just want to spend a moment on it, if that's all right. Yeah, yeah, please. Because I've written a paragraph. <laughs> wow, okay, okay. Because I, I actually felt pretty emotional watching this first scene and I did get teary um, because I've written here since my first um, scene with Faith since my awakening. Um, and I think it's, I think my emotional reaction was a response to realising how wrong I've been and how tragic wow. her situation is and how fucked it is actually yeah. that Giles and Buffy and even Joyce aren't doing more to help yeah. her, more about it, you know. And, and in a way I felt manipulated by the writers a little actually because in some ways I think I was supposed to feel the way that I felt um and like you know here comes Buffy being so generous offering to spend her Christmas and complimenting her fucking Christmas lights decorating her trashy motel room like she's like so sweet about it you know and it just feeds into this broader societal norm that people who are living like that who are living in a trashy motel are trash instead of life actually having just fucked them over and that, you know, instead of truly treating them in a way that might help them get ahead, um, you know, and just even feel better about themselves, we pat ourselves on the back for some small acts, like somehow that makes us better people. I'm guilty of it. I know I am. And I call it out because I need to call myself out and do better. And this is all the emotion that I had in this moment, watching this first scene with Faith. So thank you, you guys. And thank you, fandom, for opening my eyes to something I was blind to because of my privilege frankly yeah like, yeah like uh, even watching the scene like I don't know if I agree that it's it's that extremely done by the writers you know that we we would have that perception you know that people that live in that situation you know deserve it because they're trash or something no but no I, not that but just yeah. generally I think that the writers are are fine with the way Buffy with the way Buffy yeah. treats Faith and the way everyone treats Faith and that Faith is a little bit bratty and you know like I'm okay to feel the way I do about Faith. Yeah. Like, I just mean that it feeds into that broader societal norm about the trashiness, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well I mm. think that what came across like going in you kind of see Faith you know living in a shitty, shitty like motel room or whatever and like having her TV that doesn't work and smashing and stuff. I think a lot of the time, even in real life, when people live in a kind of like a different class situation as you you can kind of rationalize it to yourself that they may be comfortable with that like you're used to your Mm. lifestyle they're used to their lifestyle and that's all fine but Mm. it's actually a lot of the time like just because someone's living in a like has lived in a shitty situation their whole life they're usually still aware that it's a shitty situation and they don't want to be in it and I Mm. think with faith especially because she's so she comes across as so strong and she doesn't want to admit her weakness and like she deals you know she deals with the the hand that she's been dealt Mm. um but obviously still faith doesn't want to be in that situation and i think i think that that's easy to overlook as an audience or as buffy like you would you would just look and be like well faith's always like faith's cool with it like she's Mm. she's 
con- like maybe not content, but like sure, she's, fine with it. She's 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 coping. She's surviving. Yeah, she's but a survivor. she's probably not at all. No. And and you know, and I don't want to come across like oh, you know, somehow I should just like give a give a hand up to everybody, and you know, like I'm in a position to do that or whatever. It's not actually about that because that's that's also you know just privileged thinking, frankly. But it, I think it is about just acknowledging that it's not necessarily okay, you know, and that mm-hmm. there was more that in that particular circumstance that Buffy, Faith and Giles could have done. Not every person in every situation can be helped or wants to be helped necessarily, you know, and yeah. that's that's okay too. But in this particular case, I think actually Faith was crying out for more. I think yeah. she was making it clear that she wanted more, you know. I mean, again, because of her age, like, mm-hmm. sure, maybe not everyone wants help, but I just feel like in Faith's particular position, I think someone should, like, I think, like, someone should have taken her in or, like, yeah. you know, really put her yeah. in some kind of, I, I think she probably should have just moved in with Buffy and Joyce or, yes! like, or moved in with Giles. Like, someone yes. should have taken her in. She's a yeah. child, like, yeah. doesn't she's have, she's an, for God's sake. She's an <laughs> orphaned child, minor. Like, yeah. someone should take her in and should not let her keep living independently like this. Like, mm-hmm. And at the moment, like, her only interaction with people is just being used. She's just being used by Buffy so Buffy can have a break. And like, yeah. oh, can you yeah. just be here? And like, oh, can you just watch for this? And you just yeah. like watch here and yeah. Yeah, I mean, as evidenced by the fact when Buffy knocks, Faith's like, oh, what's the what? You know, is there some big bad that needs dealing with? Yeah. Because, you know, Buffy doesn't make social calls to her. That's yeah. Right. Which I think, yeah, is a really kind of subtle indication in the dialogue. Like that's that's exactly how she is yeah. treated. Yeah. Oh, poor Faith. So, yeah, thanks, everybody. I My mind has been a bit blown and, you know, I feel... Like I've learned a lot from this, yeah, about myself, yeah. you know, yeah. and my own privilege, yeah. I'm really, yeah, I'm really curious to keep watching all the faith scenes as we go forward um, in future episodes because, yeah, I do have a strong memory of not liking faith very much and I'm curious how much, like, whether I'm the still going to find ways to not like her for some I'm, reason. I'm interested too, you know, the, you know, yeah. knowing what's to come, I'm interested exactly. to know how I feel about it now that I feel the way I feel about it, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Anyone else got anything to say about that scene rather than my Yeah, I, I find it interesting that Sunnydale only has one hotel room. Uh, I've just seen it a million <laughs> times. Um, this one hotel room just again and again. That's fun. Yeah. That's what I take, that's what I take away from scenes. It's <laughs> good stuff. That's good stuff. So moving on. Can we talk about Anthony Stewart Head and how amazing he is at acting? Look, this I, there's something going on in this episode with him. Mm-hmm. There's something with makeup or lighting. They're really giving it to he's, him this episode. Yeah, no, there's some better attractive. angles. There's some better makeup. There's something going. He looks different. He like, looks he's got a bit of, I think he's got a tan going he on. He did look really hot. He's been working scene, out a he? bit. In the HD in particular, he's like, damn, son. I, I don't know. Something's going on. Something's going on there. Have you got a little ASH crush there, Chris? I, I got not, whatever. Let's talk about. Can we fucking talk about the show, please? We. We need to talk even- about. Does he episode. continue to be a hottie as the scenes go forward? I feel like I have a, a strong memory of Giles always being like a bit of an, an hottie with a body, hottie, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, do they do Definitely. they keep this up? Yeah. His face though, when he opens the door, right, oh, and Angel is standing there, insane. and you haven't even seen Angel yet, right? He opens the door, and I don't know if you pick who did you who did you think was at the door, Chris, when he opened it. Did you have any thoughts? I think Faith, I think, from memory. Ah, okay, interesting. Like, yeah. Because I know that mm. it's Angel, right? In my head, flashing across his face is every single thought 
that he's obviously having that just makes it so clear that it's Angel. Like he, mm. he acted that so beautifully. Mm. Oh, it was exceptional. Exceptional. Yeah. I, I freaked out when the scene started. I was just like, oh, my God. That, like These two need to have a conversation. Of course, they need to meet. Like, finally, we're doing it right here, right uh, now. Let's go. Okay. Because like, we've just come through off those, like, previous episodes where we heard about Giles acknowledging, like, that's the guy that tortured, like, that man has the face of the person who tortured me. Mm-hmm. And now he's, that just face is in front of him. Out. Yep. Crazy. And you can see that. You can see that yeah. on Anthony Stoughead's oh, face, so you know, that that man tortured him. Oh, yeah. it's beautiful. But mm. in saying all this, mm. couldn't mm. they have talked outside? Could they oh, have not yeah. talked outside? I think yeah. so. Did well. he have to invite him in? I feel like that's going to come back to bite him in the future. He did not have to invite him in. Great point, Chris. I know. I think even on this one, like he, he walked in and I, I like I've seen it a million times, but just logically I'm still like Giles saying, yeah, I know you can't come in. And then I thought it'd be like, I'm not going to invite you in. Like, yeah, of course. I'll meet, I'll talk across the threshold. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I need to pick up on something Chris just said and ask for, it's time for another Chris prediction. Oh, yeah. How is this going to come back and bite your trials? What's going to happen? I feel like this is like, because Angel becomes evil on a fucking flip <laughs> of a coin. Like, obviously this is going to come back to bite him, I think. Yeah. All like, right, good. You know, and he just got invited into, into Buffy's house, like, and he was upstairs. Like, that's later on this episode and stuff. And that almost came back to bite Buffy. Like, yes. you just don't do it. Don't invite a vampire into your house. I've never done it. <laughs> I'm fine. Why? You're like, still just... alive. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I just feel like that was too important, you know? Yeah. Almost like do, uh, showing a shot of some dead Christmas trees that might come back later. You know, yeah. like, why, why are we doing that? I feel like we're focusing on this too much. I think it's going to come back later. Does it? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Who can say? You two could. <laughs> seen it before. But you know what else happens in this scene, Chris? The return of your can... favourite character. Yeah. <laughs> Even as a ghost, she annoys me. Oh. Did she really annoy you that much? I just loathe her presence, you know? I'm sure I'm sure the actress is lovely and I'm sure she's great in other things. But just no, no, remember, character. she's not lovely because she did that anti-abortion video, remember? She's like... Oh. Yeah. Let's yeah. hop on the calendar hate train. Come on. Choo-choo, oh, yeah. let's go. All right. It's a, I, watching this episode was really... In, I'm trying to think of how I can comment on this without... Any kind of like spoilerage, mm-hmm. but basically, doesn't come back again, does she? Surely we're done here. So, like watching this episode, I was like, "Oh, this is funny." It's like very, it's very similar to something else, and like this reminds me of this. Maybe this is where Christmas Carol they got this idea, and then I was like, "Oh, wait, no, this just is the thing." Yeah, and yeah, I like had totally forgotten that. Yeah. So but- I'm going to I'm going to alleviate Chris's concerns and say something that is going to blow Mabel's mind and we will talk about it again at a later point but from for Chris's benefit uh-huh. I will let you know that this is the final appearance <gasps> of Robia Lamort. The actress will never film any further scenes for this show. What? Yeah. I've blown both of your minds. Thank oh my you god, much. that's amazing! <laughs> oh, I think I get it. I think I get what's going on. Anyway, we'll talk about it 
another time. But flashbacks? Is it only flashbacks from here on out? I am telling you that the actress. So they, get a, they don't get a new actress act. to play Calendar, surely. This, this is very interesting. Why? Because she's Why would you? That's just all I'm like maybe say maybe that. like calendar. Does she like? This uh, is very interesting. Does like? Does she? <laughs> I was blown like away by this. Spirit, I had to do further research. Her spirit take on Willow's out? body or something. Yeah, literally when I was reading Where'd the wiki for this episode today. Yeah, and oh so then I did some God. further research because I was like, "What? That doesn't oh, make sense." This is very interesting. Yeah. I'm curious and how many. Like, I want to put out another like poll. I'm curious how many of our listeners. Yeah. maybe knew this already yeah like, i know like this isn't common this. knowledge this is not common knowledge i don't yeah. feel like yeah that's why i thought actually i wasn't going to call it out this episode i was going to wait i also love how confused chris is i know i love when we do this to him it's so oh, great this is like, such a funny thing for us confusing. to talk around as well like this is a really because anyone that's seen the show will know exactly what well, we anyone that's seen the show and like has watched this like knows what this episode is about knows exactly what we're talking yeah. about yeah that's right oh this is funny okay anyway yeah we'll talk about it further a long time from now <laughs> oh, Chris, Chris. Chris. But, so. yeah I just feel like a dumb kid sometimes <laughs> the adults to, like, are talking about something I'm i have no sorry. idea what's going on i'm you're sorry you're gonna have to stew in this for so long like ah, this isn't gonna yes. get resolved anytime soon it's not <laughs> it's not so about oh. it <laughs> Anyway, so uh, Angel and Giles' conversation is cut short because um, Chris's favourite character shows up and uh, starts talking to him and he runs off and then has another dream where he's attacking. And so right at this moment, I was like, I'm starting to go, whoa, this dude is not a good dude. He is just not a never good was. dude. Yeah. Never was. Never, never was, never will be. Um, yeah. It is pretty fun though, going back through the years and seeing him. Like, I wish we got like Disco Angel, like in the seventies or something. <laughs> oh, you know, being all evil when that'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, his his long hair angel with the mustache in in that next flashback. I, yep. I not a great look. Not, not a like great it. look. Not a great Ugh, look. It's not a great mustache. So, so Angel is having a dream about this character, and mm. then Buffy. Buffy. On full Freddy Krueger, baby. On full Freddy Krueger. I like that. Yes. I like this twist. I feel I feel like this episode is kind of like a slow build in terms of knowing what's going on. You know, you, you know it's an angel-centric episode. You maybe know it's called amends. You know that, like, Jenny Callender's ghost is around. But you don't really know what is happening, what it's yep. about, what the result's going to be, what's going on with Angel. And then you get this, like, twist. So you, you're already like, okay, Angel's having flashbacks. He's guilty. He's seeing people from his past. And then Buffy's in it. And Buffy's sharing the dream. And you're like, ooh. And why? that was going to happen? Because Hellmouth, that's why. Hellmouth, baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, I kind of, like, you know, Buffy, like, Slayers have the whole, like, prophecy dream thing. Yeah. I feel like she's she's always had supernatural dreams. I'm, yeah. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with it, too. I'm totally yeah. cool with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she tells Giles about her dream hopping, uh, and he decides that they should all do some research. Xander shows up and decides to be helpful, you guys. Crazy. Yeah. I liked it. I like so it much too. reading. I was yeah. Yeah, it's, I was it's funny when Xander comes in and he's like, "Look, I know I've been a bit of, dick, of a dick about it. Like, uh, I want to help." He's honestly been such a dick so often that I was watching yeah. it being like, "Is he going to flip? Like, is this going to end up being motivated by bad things?" But no, he's like, "It's it's it's, a, it's the good good Xander's back. It is the good Xander. He's trying yes. to grow. Yeah, which again is interesting because." 
you know, what you were saying just before, Chris, where I, know I feel like it's interesting that a lot of other writers on this show potentially just don't get Xander yeah. as a character, mm. whereas Joss, so Joss is Xander. Like yeah. he has self-confessed that for him the Xander character is him, right? Plans and so it is interesting that he writes it from the point of view of Xander's not a bad guy, he just makes some bad choices, mm. yeah. you know, whereas other people I think almost write him like he's just a douchebag. Mm. Yeah. Whereas Joss doesn't do that because so he doesn't right. see himself as a douchebag, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, that's an interesting thing. Yeah. Mm. No, but totally definitely, right. Chris, when you were mentioning how like all of the characters sound a bit more like themselves, like this, this Xander line did come to mind i was like i do think this is a little more a true Xander. to Xander. yeah um, yeah yeah although what is that jumper he's wearing did you all see that jumper it was like a rice flower bag but as a jumper <laughs> I weird. Know. I Super weird. Know. i'm gonna have to get a screen cap of that and share it on the socials because okay. i've never noticed it before and it was the weirdest jumper i've ever seen that's correct so giles gives buffy a book to start studying yeah here's my question how come all demonology books are ancient are there no modern day writers on demons I'm just saying. Great point. Thank you. You'd think there'd be more now than there were before. Exactly. That's all yeah. I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Where are the yeah. techno pagans writing books about demons? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, we don't hear enough about the techno pagans anymore. <laughs> 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 yeah, I thought it's a good old them. <laughs> Did you do a little check in? <laughs> um, um, is this where we have this kind of like research montage with the gang where we just like um, no I think that's oh. still coming that is still coming but we cut back to Angel and he falls in front of the camera like did he just collapse from sadness or what because <sighs> it's not like the, the thing is fighting him if anyone could it be Angel yeah <laughs> I, find am a way. Of, I am kind of confused by Angel's response to all of this kind of like because um, it's it's kind of just like emotional manipulation, right? Yeah. Like like the, all these ghosts are just getting in his head and like haunting him and like he's having to confront his past. But he seems to like what it's been like a day, two days. I don't know. Mm. Like I'm sure it's hard, but I just feel like mm. he's taking it pretty badly. Like, he, he's too. lost he's his total sanity like pretty quick. I just have to say I'm wrong. That was the research montage. Did you have cool. things to say about that? Oh, no. I mean, I just, there was like this weird bit. It was, it was kind of fine. Um, there was this funny scene where it's just um, Giles in front of the big whiteboard and everyone's sitting around and he's like gesturing to this whiteboard. And I'm like, what are you, what's on this whiteboard? Like what, what have you pieced together about this? Like what's the strategic plan you're putting across? There was a lot of that. more and more from a montage. <laughs> <laughs> Reading books in a montage. I feel like you'd keep getting these scenes where, like, I don't know, Giles looked like he clicked. He was like, oh, let me quickly run over and get this book. But I'm like, have you actually got anything? Like, no. have you? And have he didn't you... because they didn't have anything. Exactly. They so don't boring. know what they're looking for. Yeah. There's uh, a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, they kept having this episode, actually. Buffy's just like, we've got to go fight him. And Giles is like, who? We don't know. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> What's your fucking point? Chill out, man. <laughs> Go, like, we'll go get the bad guys. What are you talking uh, about? We don't know who they are yet. I know. Yeah. And I mean, frankly, these guys aren't the bad guys. They're just all the people that the bad guy killed. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, should we find more about one of them? Because let's come back to the uh, the mansion where Angel falls in front of the cam- camera from sadness Ooh. and talk about why he fell in front of the camera from sadness. Because oh. this character... Yes. We should find out more about yes. in Wait, we, in that mighty character. 
Wait, is this the old guy? This is the older guy. The guy with the kids? So, the kids just, that were... Yes. Yeah, so yeah, you know yeah, how yeah. I always choose, I tend to try to always choose either the person, the only single person of colour that's in a show <laughs> or, you know, a female as often as possible. This time I have chosen the whitest, the malest <laughs> male that I possibly could because this actor's name oh, here is we go. Edward Edwards. Edward Edwards. That is correct. No. His name is Edward Edwards. And I was just like, you know what? You are my name, that Monica. Yeah. <laughs> I need to balance out that. all of my people of colour and women <laughs> with Edward Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I really want to get in the head of his parents. Like, Eddie, what? Eddie. No. Eddie, what Eddie. That no, that's that's now? stage Ed name. Right? It's got to be a stage, be a stage name. name. Yeah. Actually, Unless yeah, maybe maybe it says how who he was, like, whether there was a, you know, he yeah. was born as blah blah but it doesn't it doesn't say that in his no. bio so yeah it's definitely a stage name that means yeah. um so before we get to the actor i just want to talk about the character for a minute travis yeah. a sunnydale man killed in 1998 when angelus turned back into angelus like when angel turned back into angelus after the buffy thing mm. oh so, this was then this was then this was <gasps> during the stint that angel had right. as angelus on the actual show Mm-hmm. So Angelus had killed his sons and then laid them out for him to find artfully. This dude is a bad dude. Did we see this? No, we didn't no, see it. This no. is just, this is but what happened But this is like, yeah. I guess let's, let's briefly talk about this scene before we go into this name, the minor character thing. Because I think it was yeah. this, it was this testimonial from, from Edward Edwards that this question comes up in my head all the time. But like, why is Angelus so bad like like we have this whole thing like when someone becomes a vampire like the demon takes over their body like it's not the man anymore it's the demon but like it's kind of them because it has their personality but like did he just get unlucky like was his demon that like kind of took over his body like an especially bad one or like okay I have things on this too so I think that having a soul isn't really what makes him a good person because he had one pre-vampire and he wasn't a good person and there are plenty of people with a soul who aren't good yeah so and frankly spike is a better person than pre-vampire angel i'm just putting it out there like he kills a lot of people but you know he's kind of nice about it you know at least he's at least he's got like passion charming yeah it's charming and so look I don't think there's such a thing as just good or just evil. I think it's a choice he makes, you know? And, like, I then went into this thing where I waxed lyrical about how, like, you know, if you live long enough, maybe we're all both things. Maybe we all become good and evil. And I don't think it's necessarily the vampire in him that is evil. I think the vampire in him gives him an excuse to be evil. I think it gives him an excuse to just let go of the guilt and just there's a part inside him. This is where I came to where I decided I was really like, I'm not sure how I feel about Angel anymore. There is a deep darkness inside of Angel. And when he has a soul, it manifests as just sadness and darkness. And when he doesn't, it manifests as fucking violence, man. Yeah. Yeah. Because he is, he's a really twisted vampire. And yeah, yes. I, I don't know where I'm at. Like, he's just a very twisted vampire. And I can't, yeah. Like I haven't really made sense of it. He's so bad. And, but when he's like not bad, like he's, he's kind of okay. Is the good worth all the bad? And mm, you know, I don't know. I'm kind of selfish from Buffy to keep him alive, really. <laughs> it's always because mm. we comment on how like 
soul angel mm. is so like boring and sad right like we have so much more fun when David Boreanaz is angelus you know yeah. like mm-hmm. like angel is such a sad boring person it almost seems like his demon self is so twisted and mm. like a rebellion for his mundane existence otherwise like it has to counter how boring he is as a souled vampire by just going full twisted cruel demon like that's mm. almost what it feels like like He's just too boring as a soul vampire. Yeah, it's interesting. It's almost like he, there's a deep, dark part of him that almost relishes it. And because later, you know, he talks to Buffy about wanting it, you know, you know, yeah. I wanted it. But, and he's saying it as if he just wants to have sex with her. But I don't think it's that. I think he wants the release. He wants to not feel the guilt anymore. He mm. almost wants to have that moment where he actually gets to enjoy his life. You yeah, know? well, I think if he was a, like a more well-rounded person with like some hobbies and interests or something, like maybe he wouldn't be such a crazy vampire. Like maybe he would read. just have more like outlets for his in for his inner creativity. You know, they talk yeah. about how he's this real art in his cruelty. Like that's clearly his creative outlet. Mm, he really sure. makes makes it's a thing art. of it. He's like creative, yeah. maybe he if he had another creative, creative outlet, we wouldn't well, get such like a bad read a lot of poetry. This like yeah. sits around all day reading poetry. Like he needs something else to do. And look, yeah. I. I, I do think that like the pre-vampire angel was 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 a douchebag. Like and you know, and so yeah. when he lost his soul, he was just kind of like, fucking yeah, get it on, baby. And so then maybe, and again, I come back to this idea that if you live long enough, you go you end up being all things, right? You know, and so I think that then when he gets his soul back, almost that version of him that was pre-vampire, he even hates that person in a way and you know has had so much time to reflect Mm. through his life that the torture that he feels isn't just actually about Angelus it's also about who he was pre-Angelus it's just that he actually doesn't like himself as a person and he knows that that person exists within himself you know because he's always so quick to say oh it's the demon and you know there's a demon that it takes over your body but I kind of feel like we've seen evidence that that's not necessarily the case and in a way that's what he does to kind of like make that mm. an other from him yeah. to make it easier to cope, you know? We feel like he would, yeah, he would really benefit from some kind of, like, greater purpose and drive, you know? Yeah. Like, I think that would help him, you know, live as yeah. a sold vampire a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Speaking of greater purpose, name that minor character. <laughs> yeah. Like, can I just you know, say the one time say? we do well, one time we do a white man, <laughs> it gets forgotten. I know. God, I'm so typical, glad. I'm typical, so glad typical, that right? the one time we did a white man that we like talked over the top of it. Just can like, I just like, like, like no, before we get to him because he's boring. Let's just talk about this really interesting thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Eddie. Justice Eddie. for Eddie. <laughs> so Edward Ed, Ed. Edwards, uh, yeah. who plays is he, Travis, is he in the Cartoon Network show? <laughs> Ed, Ed, Eddie, so, Ed, Ed, he is uh he was awarded the 1981 los angeles drama critics circle award for distinguished performance in a featured role in a play for okay. the hasty heart at the armenson theater in los angeles california he's clearly very proud of that um he's in his own words he um he is in an international theatre company whose goal is to use the transformative power of theatre to bring people together from opposite sides of violent conflict. He also works with the Children's Craniofacial Association, 
where he scripted a reader's theatre version of Wonder by RJ Palacio to be used as a study guide in classrooms all across America to help promote the message of kindness. I've like zoned out three times. This guy is really feeling his white male privilege and really, you know, like trying to just make sure that other people don't think that that's what he is. Eddie! God. I will say, I just need to call out hardworking actor. This dude wow. has has been and continues to work. His latest credit was 2020 when he was in a TV series called Sistas, <laughs> as in S I S T A S. But his first credit was 1974 for a TV movie called The Yanks Are Coming. So <laughs> the Yanks are coming. <laughs> and you know, he has he's another one of those ones who was just in like so many things. He was in Dukes of Hazard, he was in Family Ties, he wow. was in um oh he was in Family Ties as a voice on an answering machine. Uncredited, <laughs> and oh, then as boy. Mr. Ruben Tedesco in another episode. Oh, um he was in Doogie Hauser MD. Hey. Oh my god, you guys, great. A lot of overlap with Doogie. Fresh Doogie. Prince of Bel Air. Nice. Um, Chicago Hope, um, all the good stuff, all the good stuff. <laughs> all 24, the all the Chicago's, Frasier, Jag, Judging Amy, Joan of Arcadia, Desperate Housewives, Boston Legal, How- I could just go on. He was, he's. I mean, if there's a TV show, he's been a single part you know, yeah. a single episode generic white part. male on it. Well, he's yeah, the he's always white like, he wears the suit. Males. He's just like a generic white suited male. Suits. And he's him. led into, he's leaned into it. He's like, I am Edward Edwards, the generic white male that you I need. love it. That's what oh, his bio should yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> on bus I, love, uh, bus I love the idea that Edward Edwards is a stage name because he like, if someone's looking for just like, a white guy, they'll just Google white guy names. And he'll <laughs> and be top of like, the list. Edward Edwards, <laughs> top of the list. What do you need? Good move. Oh, he was in Robocop, guys. Hey. Yeah. Cool. Oh, dude's done a lot. Edward, yeah. we salute you. Eddie oh, yeah. Nice stuff. Good job. Eddie, 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 Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. My goodness. That was a great discussion, you guys. Mm. I knew this one was going to have so many good discussions. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so we uh, leave Angel, who's being tortured by Jenny again. Um. And uh, we head to the, um, is this where we head to the bar with Willie? Yes, it no, is. No, I think it was oh, a no. dream sequence first. Oh, yeah, no, first thing a sexy, is sexy the weird, sequence. awkward sex dream oh, where, we see, where we see all the scenes and then we see, see, like, Buffy asleep in the library kind of, like, orgasming in her sleep. I was scared <laughs> over that. I was like, no, don't want to talk about it. Oh. <laughs> You're never talking right. about David Boreanaz's tattoo. Not this time. <laughs> <laughs> no. I do love the iconic, like, the bird tattoo that we do when we see when he's, like, having his shoulder blades just going when he's at it, you know. So good. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, just, like, moving. Yeah. Oh, oh. It was actually kind of gross, wasn't it? Yeah, it was super gross. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was more gross because it's one thing when you see the kind of sex montage where it's just like cuts of their bodies together in the bed and kind of blurs together. But when you cut to like current Buffy, just like lying in the library, kind of enjoying it while she's asleep, like that's, it, it feels invasive. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Uh-huh. And sorry, so then she wakes up and then Giles figures out that it's the first evil. Oh, yeah. And the harbingers yeah. of death, which are you know, tormenting Angel. Mm. So then Buffy goes to see Willie, who we haven't seen since the end of season two. I missed Willie. Right, how great's Willie? I love Willie. 
So I love Willie's Can bar. you guys recall, did I do him as the name that minor character? I'm pretty sure I did, didn't I? Because I talked I, about the fact that he was in Becca. And... I, I feel like you didn't. We just talked about him separately. Yeah, I feel I, like maybe I love we Becca. just. I, yeah. I was going to do him this time and then I was like, no, I'm pretty sure I've already done him. So. Yeah, and if he's recurring, you know. Um, yeah. I yeah. fucking love this guy so much. Also, yeah. really quickly, before we go into the bar, yeah. there's like an exterior shot of just mm. like a street with like Christmas decorations on mm. and you know, someone clearly this wrote, oh, exterior shot Christmas decorations on the side of the street. And they couldn't set that up on their set. So there's just this weird, like, home movie picture of just some random street, definitely not in LA. And it's just, like, all grainy and looks completely different to the rest of the show. Yeah, good point. Go have a look. It was, it is, it, I, I had to look around. I'm like, is this, like, some adult swim show or something? What is, what am I looking at? Like, is this some Joss Whedon fucking home video that's just snuck yeah, in? Yeah, that's interesting. Maybe, show. yeah. So bizarre. It's really easy to miss. It's only on the screen for like a couple seconds, but yeah. go have a look. Yeah. That yeah. Is so weird. I want to look at that again. I definitely want to look at that again. But yeah. Well, uh, I feel like even coming out of Willie's Bar, it was all the like outdoor street shots in this episode seemed unusual. Like, compared, like we don't often get. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I'm not used it's to seeing this. This is a massive snow machine just off <laughs> It was very, yeah. And maybe it has something to do with the budget. <laughs> you know, definitely. and just not having a lot of outdoor sets built. Yeah. yeah. And, and Willie soaks up so much of that budget, you know? Oh my God, mm-hmm. Willie. The yeah. Willie budget. Yeah. Is he recurring? Is he, does he keep coming back? We definitely see him again. I'm going to give you that. <laughs> yeah. Is he human? Are we supposed to think he's human? I'm pretty. Sure. Like Have he just knows all that, all this stuff. He, just, he runs a demon bar. He just runs a. So a he's bar just he's got an ear to the underground, man. I he's love that entrepreneur spirit. You know, to just yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. So let's move on because we need to talk about Barry White. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Willow's <laughs> seduction. I don't know. I just feel like we went from like we had like awkward Buffy Angel sex dream cut to Willie's Willow's bar. Sorry, Willie's Willie's bar. bar. Too many Willie Willows. Uh, Willie's bar, and then we cut to like awkward Willow seduction scene. So good. Again, <sighs> uh, uh, although I mean, to this scene again, it's just like wow, Oz is so just mature. Like, mature. ridiculously mature, ridiculously mature. Like not only like. He, he even just knows how to, like, respond to Willow and, like, not totally he's embarrass just, her. I mean, I love him, but he's so unrealistic, you know? Like, yeah. he gave teenage girls such an unrealistic of I- idea of what a good guy could be because they just don't exist, like, you well, know? like, that's it. Like, it may, it may be unrealistic, but it's definitely, like, it's not too high a bar to strive it's, for. It's not. You know? it should, like, I mean, it should be what, what, what's happening yeah, yeah. most of the time. Also, knowing Seth Green now, now and like outside of this character and like seeing him do interviews and stuff, he is laying it on thick. Oh he's trying so hard to be sexy here. <laughs> he's trying his fucking darndest. He's like a little, he's slow talking and his eyes are like doing this particular thing. And he's trying, he's got this one move and he's just riding it the whole way home. God bless him. <laughs> Love this receptor. That was an amazing impersonation and I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Oh my God. I, think, I think Oz is so cute. Actually, there was this guy I went to school with that reminded me so much of Oz and I had a huge crush on him. Uh-oh. Like, it was crazy. I was, I was very much after an Oz. <laughs> yeah. 
So, uh, so then we leave them because, you know, I just can't, I can't deal with that much awkwardness. It was a lot. It was a lot. That, that Barry White was a lot. <laughs> it's, it is heaps. So let's head to Buffy yeah. um, and Joyce's house where they're trimming the tree with a, with a fire on this blistering hot evening. What the hell's that? <laughs> Look, do you know what? I am intending um, that my we're having a big family Christmas at my parents' place this year and they've yeah. got this fire pit and we've all talked about how the fact that we really want to do a fire and roast some marshmallows. It's going to be hot, guys, but we're going to fucking do it anyway. So right. I get it. I get right. it. Unless there's a fire ban, we're going to be doing it. Right. <laughs> um, and Faith arrives and she didn't have anything else planned and it's really sad. I'm glad she came. Yeah, I'm glad she came. I'm sad that she didn't get like a normal. I mean, well, so like Buffy ends up leaving her to kind of like, you know, she she just holds down the fort with Joyce. But I liked to to think that she just had like a lovely Christmas Eve with Joyce. Like just totally did. You know, because like nothing really happened. So she was just there. They shared some nog, you know, they opened some presents. I hope that that was like a really nice nice. I reckon that's what happened. I reckon Joyce and her watched a Christmas movie and just hung out. Yeah, yeah, they definitely did. And Joyce actually I, had like a daughter that actually wanted to, you know, be part of things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah she yeah, should. I, I mean, after this, Joyce should have just invited her to move in. You yeah. know, that should have been the moment, right? Yeah. What yeah. happened, Joyce? God. Yeah. 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 I'll talk about it later. But so um, we we get Angel. Behind yes, the door in Buffy's behind the door room. in Buffy's room, being all creepy, still Which is very green. reminiscent of what, like season one, season yeah. two. Like, yeah, he's he's yeah. shown up behind that door so many times. It was very creepy. It was very, like, <gasps> it was really. It was, it was an uncomfortable. It was scene. An uncomfortable scene. There's like, a lot of uncomfortable scenes in this we had episode. This weird, yeah, because you were talking about before how it's this weird, like, it's this weird horny evil vibe where it's like mm-hmm. part him wanting to have sex with her, but is he just trying to like. I don't know. It's you get the zoom in on her collar, which kind of seems like they're trying to like make it look like he's like leering at her exposed skin. But then later, it's kind of like is he looking at her neck because he wants to bite her like a vampire? But it's got this weird like steamy horny lens. There's a lot, and, and Angel's face is like it's like he can't control his like erection or something. Oh like, it's, yeah, it's a really awful see. And you've got like Jenny Calendar in the background, being like bite her. Do you want oh, it? You God, want to take I know. her? It's just like, so like it's just take her. It's like that. So you know, over her at this point. Like you know that, you know the, you know that, I don't know porn scenario that's like the the mom that's encouraging the daughter with her boyfriend kind of that. that I feel like what's boyfriend is like the porn scene with the mom's like encouraging like the daughter with like the stepbrother or something like that's the the vibe. vibe. (laughs) (laughs) So Buffy rightly runs off to Giles to seek help. I love it. I love how, like, the way it ends, though. So you've got Angel who just, like, shows up behind the door. Then he's got this weird, like, struggle with his own horniness. And then he kind of, like, just, like, jumps out the Whoop. window. Like, yeah. he slides yeah. out like, the like, window. He, like, slides down the roof. Like, I can't deal with this. Whee! Like, a, like a fish jumping off a ship kind of thing, yeah. you know, or slipping through a, like, little... <laughs> so good. Oh, good stuff. And so then he's back at the mansion and Jenny is trying to convince Angel to kill Buffy or, like, turn and then kill Buffy. And then he decides that actually he's going to find another way Mm. to fix his problems, Which to which Jenny replies, not what I wanted, but that'll do. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Don't need strength, just need the sun to rise. 
So have you had any thoughts, Chris, about who brought Angel back? How Angel got back? I don't know. Because, like, sometimes they, like, half explain things and it can all get a bit confusing. Mm. Sometimes, like, you know, because you just want to bring a character back to life and it gets quite awkward because, like, you can't do that. Because the hell mouth. Oh, yeah, I know. (laughs) Well, but... Because if you asked me this yesterday, I would have said, I have no idea. But mm. watching this episode and watching the start little recap, mm. they made it sound like Willow brought him back. Well, no, Willow brought his soul back. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm yeah. thinking of. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't fucking know. Yeah, so Willow Joss. brought his soul back. Yeah. <laughs> Look, like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I was just, just curious because I don't remember even thinking about it at this point in my watching of the series, you know, in those early years. Yeah. It wasn't until later that it sort of, you know, came up. But, yeah, it's just interesting because, like, I think at the beginning of this episode there's some discussion about whether the first evil actually is the thing that brought him back. But then it's obvious to me or it seems obvious to me with the way Jenny is that that, that the plan was now that he's back, let's turn him evil because somebody's brought him back and they don't want him back, so they're going to turn mm. him evil. Um, but if he won't turn evil, then sure, let's just kill him off. That Honestly, yeah. at this point, I feel like there's no answer, so I'm not going to ask the question. Good. Okay. <laughs> like, why is he back? Obviously. Excellent. But if there's an answer, um, I'll be happy to, happy to hear it. Yeah. When that comes. So Buffy and Giles are doing some more research and Buffy remembers that there were some dead trees when she was Christmas shopping with her mum earlier, Christmas tree shopping with her mum earlier. Love the reveal. Love the reveal. Yep. Nothing shall grow above or below. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. It's, it's, I love it. I love it. I like that without that clue, they had just kind of given up on trying to find them underground. They're like, there's too much sewage in this town. Yeah. Like, we can't, we'll never find them. But I feel like in the past, if they knew someone was in the sewers, they just like they just went, went to the, the general sewers. sewers. They just walked around down there. But not in this case. Not in this case. So... Honestly, though, it's no wonder that those trees died, right, when there was, like, basically just, like, this much soil, like like a hand's width of soil yeah. above a cavity. I did not understand. Like, when she just picked, like, she goes to where, like, she goes to where the trees are dead. You yep. get that kind of, like, like bird's eye view where it just, like, zooms out and you're like, oh, these are the dead trees. And then she just picks up an axe and starts, like whacking some random part of the ground where you're like, what? Like, surely she'd look for some kind of sewer entrance, but no, she's just axing the ground. But it pays off because apparently it's just like a really thin part of the ground that it's sort of collapsed already under the weight of those Christmas trees. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. Why wouldn't they just put like a manhole there? Yeah. Like, why it's- did you have to axe the ground? Yeah. And it's, like, covered in hay, so there's no reason for her to think that, like, she can axe the ground. I know. Like, what was her, like, really? Yeah, anyway. It's not a at all. No. (laughs) I don't think it does when you're watching it the first time. Not the obvious. Like, I would, like, like, she she should just look for an entrance to the underground. Why didn't they write that in? Although I was actually thinking to myself, because as she was approaching, I couldn't Mm. remember exactly how she gets underground. (laughs) And I was thinking to myself, seriously, there's just going to be, like, a manhole right there? That's really weird. Like, why would they have have planted trees around a manhole, you know? (laughs) Anyway. It's, a, yeah. it's one of those things. So she goes so, down, she, like, trashes the place, kills all the priests, et cetera, and then gets, you know, has a chat with Jenny, who, can we just say, 
basically does the classic Bond villain thing where she like completely gives her plan away. Like, wouldn't it have been better to say he skipped town and she's too late, you know, so there's no point in going looking for him? Like, wouldn't it have been better to say, oh, I've, I've, you know, convinced him to leave town rather than I've convinced him to, you know, you'll be too late, like he's going to die. And so she goes looking for him to help save him from whatever it is that's going to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying the first is dumb. (laughs) You might be the first evil, but uh, you're dumb. I mean, that's why there was a second evil, right? Like, you got to iterate. You got to get yeah. better. Yeah, true. You didn't get and it right the first evil. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so then she runs off to find him with the sun only minutes away from rising and they have this big speech. And Big speech. I kind of agree with Angel here. He is just a bad guy. He is just weak. Maybe he just needs to die. <laughs> I had a real moment where I was like, I think I'm on your side, actually, Angel. Why don't you just, yeah, you do you, man. <laughs> I kind of like I kind of liked both yeah. you know like I oh. like him acknowledging you know like it's the man that needs killing not the demon you know like yeah, I like there's, that. there's yeah. too much bad like I, I can't and even he like he personally emotionally just like can't risk being evil again he's like I can't do it which seems very sensible right like it's a big deal every time yeah. he turns evil and it's happened multiple times now so like yeah not zero risk factor mm-hmm. I do like Buffy's sentiment you know like if you die now like I mean I think it's a bit rough to say all he's been as a monster like they had mm. a whole relationship but like yeah. sure it's a point. It's a good point. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely two sides. I think the fact that he's a demon makes us look at this differently. You know, if it was like a human. You like, would feel differently. Yeah, oh, if he was a human who was thinking about killing themselves as opposed to like repenting for their, their mm. bad actions, of like course. that's different. So interesting. A supernatural demon in a supernatural world. And yeah. Yes, demons are made to die. So, yeah, it probably would have been a smart idea to just let him, let him burn <laughs> out there in the sun. Look, it is. It's, it's, it is an interesting thing, you know, it is. He does kind of, like, as I was saying before, like, I feel like he does want to just escape into her because he wants to be guilt-free because it's so much harder to live in the world and keep trying to be better every day to make amends for the sins of your past. It's hard. It's exhausting. I feel like I do it, you know. Like, I feel like I am a better version of myself than I used to be, but part of that is constantly remembering the things that perhaps I needed to work on and it's exhausting doing that, being, you know, thinking all the time, how can I be better? How can I be better at my life and be better at doing that? It's sometimes just easier to live guilt-free and be oblivious to the pain you're causing in others, you know? Yeah. Like I can kind of see how he wants to do that. And then, you know, Buffy sort of talking about, you know, that that it is weak, his choice that he's making. It's not strong, that choice. He's, she's right. No. That's not the strong choice. That's the, that's the easy choice. Yeah. That is the easy choice, you know, because strong is fighting and it's hard and it's painful and it's every day. And, you know, like it's a good line. And it it reminded me that it is important and it's hard to fight every day, but you have to keep doing it if something is worth fighting for, you know, if life mm. is worth fighting for, if the things in your life are worth fighting for, then fight for them. Be strong, you know, keep yeah. going. It was good. I can really see, I'm, I watched that moment and felt like, that is the stuff that Buffy does for people and does for me. You know, like I can see that someone who was in a moment of darkness and weakness could have watched that moment and been reminded that that that's, that's not an out. It's not a win. It's not the way. It's not the hard way. It's the easy way, you know? And yeah. as really, yeah, good, good stuff. Yeah. You know, when he talks, think, yeah. Sorry. No, I mean, yeah, like exactly when he talks about how like, like let me like, 
let me be strong here or something. Mm. And she's just very much like strong is fighting, like strong isn't yeah. strong isn't this. Yeah. I mean, in in the context of the show, you could say that the actual strong thing to do would be for Buffy to kill him. Like she probably should have done a few seasons ago. Like that's the real sure. strong thing, ignoring your feelings and realizing the true potential yeah. evilness of Angelus. And you know, yeah. Well, because how do you, you love. yeah? How do you guys feel about the fact that because there's all this kind of good discussion happening, right? Like mm. Angel's mm. kind of arguing for him, just eliminating the man, and Buffy's arguing for like his potential to redeem and make amends. But then, like the thing that actually gets him in the end is when Buffy just kind of crumbles and is like, "But what about me? Like I love you, I can't lose." Like that's kind of the thing in the end. Mm-hmm. Like all the yeah. other stuff doesn't really convince him, and then she she kind of just like cries and talks about how she loves him and can't deal with it, and. Mm-hmm. Well, then I guess if, no, but then we've got the snowing thing. So he wasn't. Well, I mean, it wasn't. It, the, the, and in the end, the choice was taken out of his hands. That's right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It was a I, Christmas miracle, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> God bless us, everyone. That's right. <laughs> it did feel it was like classic Christmas episode where it ends on like, oh, my God, it's snowing. It hasn't snowed in years. <laughs> yeah, like, it was. It was. I mean, I mean, I think that was deliberate. That was oh, the, the trope, right? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm curious if you noticed this, Megan, when it started snowing like on Angel and Buffy. Yeah, was like, okay, it wasn't. It was Buffy not widescreen before, but it was made widescreen or something. Yes, like that? that's yeah, correct. Right? That was part of the yeah. HD. Yes, because there is like two sides of the screen <laughs> that are not snowing. It is oh snowing directly God. on oh top God. of them. I didn't notice it. Oh my God! I have to go back. Oh, that's hilarious. So good. Oh, that's so, so good. funny. Yeah, that was one of the things that happened with turning it HD is that they made a lot of the older episodes widescreen that weren't widescreen. So there will yeah. be things come up later. Like there'll be like you know things that are in the corner that are like holding my friends or holding things up or boards that are not supposed to be there yeah that happens a fair bit yeah that's great that's funny um I do like Buffy correctly noticing that like the fact that the first wanted to get rid of Angel is kind of proof that That he he can do some good like which I think is similar to what you were calling out Megan about how clearly it's implied that the first either wanted him evil or dead. Mm-hmm. So clearly he has some kind of power. Importance. Like he can, yeah, yeah, he has some significance to stay around. I thought yep. that was very astute of Buffy to it pick up on. very astute of Buffy, yeah. Um, very good, very good. And, you know, I just wanted to say just back on that whole thing about that conversation that they had and how it mm. actually, you know, just because of where I'm at or was at when I was watching it, it really meant something to me. And I realised that watching Buffy is like listening to music for me. Mm. You know, I take what I need from the dialogue in the moments that I need them, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's quite interesting. Like I was like, those words were attached to something completely unrelated to what she was talking about, but they meant something really important to me in that moment. And I'm mm. sure that other people, big fans yeah. of Buffy, have that same feeling. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I definitely find that with Buffy and with music and like my favourite book. Like you always, mm. you always get something yeah out of it based on what you need yeah mm. i just I feel like this... the things i need from buffy are different from the things you need from buffy so we're never getting the same are you um yeah <laughs> are you ready for this wanky pretentious thing that i'm about to say Here i have this book of poetry um called the thoughts of nanushka um which is an australian poet nan whitcomb and i will quite often just open to a page and read you know they're, they're, they're more thoughts almost than full poems they're just kind of like little phrases and stuff and quite often I'll just open to a page and whatever I read just seems to just be really resonating with me in that moment it's like mm. one of those yeah yeah it's interesting the way that's really something like that yeah 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 
So um, that's it, guys. End of episode. Yeah. It snows. Mm. Everybody's happy. They're looking out the window at the snow. How good's Christmas? Nice. Yeah, everyone else knows how, like. So this is Christmas. <laughs> just like, how distinct is Angel's, like, squinty face? Like when he's like, you know, when he's like in his squinty face, he's like buffy or like in the end when it's snowing, he's like, he's in this scene, he's like squinting and looking at the sky and he's like, snow. Like he's got this real squinty, <laughs> like iconic squinty angel face. face. Yeah. The old squint face. You know what's hilarious <laughs> is that he calls in, so he has a show, you know, the next show that he did, whatever it was called, um, Bones. He calls yeah. them all squints. That's funny. But Megan, you probably remember. You know how like this episode they had like um they had like the promotional snow like Buffy ad like where they used that same scene in the street. Was that yeah, yeah. what was that ad for? Was it for this episode or did it was they like advertise a, yeah thing? it was an advertisement yeah. for this episode, but it was also so it said yeah it was so there was a thing called the Buffy Christmas sweepstakes commercial oh, which man. aired a week before the episode and also served as an advertisement for it. It was oh, a weird yeah. ad. Yeah, I mean Chris, it was just them. It's just basically like that last scene. It's like Buffy and Angel walking down the snowy street, but then they're yeah. like yeah. They break into the ad speech like, oh, right. sweepstakes. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. It was like a 1-800 collect call thing. <laughs> yeah. Of fans. Yeah. I yeah. think maybe they like walk in the snow into like the phone booth or something and they're yeah. like, yes, call this number. Okay. Yes. That's yes. that's what this episode makes me think of. Like when it gets to that, I just like right. see that. Okay. Well, that would ruin <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, um, also at the very end of the episode, so the little Gerard, do you ever watch to the end, Chris? Where I know the Gerard. Gerard. I've done the Gerard on this show. Did you watch it? And did it have the Santa Bells? Oh, no, I didn't watch it this time. Oh. <laughs> I, I like know. them. Where's the Santa I have watched it before. I like That's how they've, cha- they've changed the Gerard in a couple episodes. They have, and they I will like- again. There's yeah. a few others. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I'll try to remember to call them out when they yeah. come up. Um, poor Xander. You know, yeah, we got that. We go through the montage of everyone's Christmases, looking through the window, and Xander's sleeping in the snow outside. Yeah, yeah. Listen, Christmas. People have their own traditions. You know, Christmas is all about tradition. <laughs> it's a tradition for him. He seems some to people. Get some Christmas joy is about it. being away from your family. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's probably a lot of people like that. Um, is that is this how snow works though? Like, would there be no sun all day? Like, is does that? Think work? so because I think the snow comes from clouds. Yeah, I if think- there's actual snowfall. Yeah. Like when the snow is falling. Yeah, like the snow storms. Like but so I mean, if, if it's a very, like, overcast day, a vampire is also safe? Like how much? Like, yeah, I, it's a hard one. I don't know yeah. because I thought it was the UV rays and I feel like UV still comes through when there's clouds. Definitely. It's a bit murky. We're just going to allow it because, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's Christmas. Okay. With death count, guys, two. And they're both in flashbacks, Daniel oh, yeah. and oh, Margaret. Yeah. And right. I mean, technically Travis, but we didn't actually see it happen. Mm. Yeah, we yeah. didn't even we didn't even get a fight scene with the bringers or anything. You know, Nothing I think really. Just, no. Like I think I was I was definitely looking for a different kind of Buffy episode because there was like yeah. no there was no fight scene in this whole episode. Mm. So, Chris, tell us what your favorite quote was. There was a couple bangers in the second half of this episode. Yeah, but there was there was one that really resonated with me. Yeah, I felt seen. Oh. <laughs> I did. I felt quite seen. Uh, it was a line from Buffy yep. to Calendar. Yeah. All right. I get it. You're evil. I know. I know, Buffy. Finally. Someone's on my side. You see what I see. I knew the whole time she was evil. I Do we have to knew. chat about it all day? 
exactly. <laughs> it was a good line. Exactly. Good line. Yeah. Yes. Uh, very good, um, Mabel. Oh, I kind of struggled with quotes in this one. Yeah, it was a hard one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Look, I kind of, I kind of liked at the very start of the episode where they were just talking about holiday plans and and Willow just representing Jewish Christmas time. You know, like oh, being yeah. Jewish. Remember, people, not everyone worships Santa. Like, I just kind of <laughs> liked her good. blatant outrage and commitment to yeah to representing Jewish people everywhere. That was good. Yeah. I want one more from you, Chris, before I move on. <laughs> Let me get a double shot of information. <laughs> So good. Oh my god! Oh god! It was really right. I'm like, I don't have a quote yet. I don't have a quote yet. And then he comes out with that. I'm like, yes. No. <laughs> uh, well, I am going to go for a Willow quote, and it's actually very early on as well. Um, well, I guess most history is in the past. <laughs> <laughs> I quite liked it. It was the first time I had a giggle this episode, so I, that's the one I've gone for. Yeah. And that's the only one I had. I only had one too. So, yeah. Chris, yeah. that's amazing that you had more. I think that I mean, like, we let, let's cut this out. I don't want to be. I don't want to get two quotes. Sure. <laughs> but like the like, I did laugh in that scene where where Joyce is like, "So angels on top again," and then oh. she's <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, that was a good one too. That was a really good one too. <laughs> That was good. That yep. was actually great. I liked it. No, we're leaving that in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, I skipped that because I didn't think it was a great like quote, but just as a sit, like nah. so that's that's the one that that's wins great. it for me because it actually cracks yeah. me up. Yeah, and it, it has on every time I've watched this episode. Oh well, that's <laughs> it. Then. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It was Megan's thinking so... in two quotes. Now we are. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you guys go. I love I it. I love the influence I've been having. Um, so Chris, what won the episode? <laughs> I don't really know. I, I could have came in here Ooh. hoping I would find it within recording. Yeah. And I think I have. Okay. I think every like five or six episodes, Giles just comes to play. Mm. And I think this week he did as well. Mm. Uh, I'm giving it to Giles. He was just fucking so good in this episode. Like protective Giles, girl dad Giles, just fucking, it was yeah. great. He's great. And not even much, tortured but, Giles, yeah. right? Like yeah. in that moment with tortured Giles, great stuff. Well, I yeah. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Good, good. Excellent. Um, yeah. You, you said that basically just as I, I, I think I've got to give it to Giles as well. Like I was wow. start, like I didn't. Underdog. I didn't get that much from this episode. Like I found mm-hmm. it interesting as we talked about, like Angel's struggle and us questioning his whole existence and purpose really. Um, but it, what stands out, I think, is Anthony Stewart Head's performance as Giles in that particular yeah. scene with Angel. Yeah. Like, I yeah. think that was the most. Yeah. That just Standout hit me the most in this whole mm. episode. Sure. So I got to agree. I agree with you both. I will choose something different just because you both said that. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be very meta and very personal. And it's got to be my faith awakening. Ah, uh, nice. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah, nice, cool. I really, this this episode really brought that home for me and it's just actually just reminded me or almost been my first realisation of just how much I really love what we do here, guys. Like, I, you know, you've, this, this show's always been something that I've loved and, you know, like, you know, just been a bit embarrassed about how nerdily I love it. And, you know, even just yesterday I was telling a friend about all the, 
times I've watched it and all the ways I've engaged with the content. And she was like, wow, you, okay, so you are a super nerd. And I was like, yeah. And I, I guess it's just been really nice to have an outlet for that. But it's been surprising because it's really made me see my life differently, see things about my life differently, and also like see the show differently. And, and you guys have been a massive part of that and our fans have been a massive part of that. And this episode was really just brought all that to a head for me. And I just, yeah, I'm really grateful for all of it. Yeah. That's that, what won the episode for me. <laughs> and that is the true meaning of Christmas, guys. Well said. Well said. <laughs> Love it. It's a Christmas oh. miracle. Yeah, no, really. I mean, totally. This po- like, I was honestly just talking to someone the other day and like mentioned that I had a Buffy podcast, and they were just like, "Wait, so what? You you go through every episode and you talk about it, and like people want to listen to that?" <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole! And then you ended that conversation and you kept going with your life. No, but it, it did make me reflect. Like, no, like obviously Buffy is like a niche interest, and so people that share this niche interest, like this, is something there for them. But I do like. I think we have really interesting discussions, and mm-hmm. I, I do think that is what people like to listen to. And it's yeah, it's not yeah, it's not just a it's not just a simple. It's not as simple as just being about Buffy. It is really about life and humans and emotions and, you know, I don't know. It's just been really, I've just really gotten so much out of it. And, you know, like I've been listening to a few of the episodes this week too, which has probably Mm. brought it, brought it all home for me. Just, just how much I get out of the conversations I have with you guys. And I Mm. really, really appreciate it. Yeah. I don't think any of us like predicted that this is how the podcast would be, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. No, not at all. No, No. it's funny you mentioned, no, because like, you know, having came and coming into this, never seen the show. Mm. Like to me, it was quite niche. It was fairly niche. Yeah. And I just, I don't think I was ready for the passion. You know, I didn't really realize how passionate Buffy fans are. They are right or yeah. fucking die, man. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. You're their queen, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> queen of the Buffy fans. I wouldn't say I'm passionate. <laughs> <laughs> Take it or leave it, actually. Oh, uh, so good. Good. Good at guys. We want to plug uh, social. Oh, shit. Thank you. Yeah. So, Chris, tell us where we can find you. Uh, Chris Ceremonies on Instagram is good. I'll marry you. Uh, Pool Boys Comedy on Instagram and everything else. We're, we're making the podcast each week. If you, you know, it's all funny and it's good and stuff. It's all good. Um, yeah, check, check us out. And, and follow, follow us, up. Buffy Straya. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because Mabel is killing it on social media right now, guys. Seriously. You guys need to follow us. It's it's far better than when I used to do the socials. It's just way more interesting and funny. We yeah. have content. <laughs> yeah. Have content, follow baby. our yes, content. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, keep the messages coming, and I want I want another anchor voice message from yes. someone. You know, like yes. someone sent us a voice message. I want one. Yeah, now I, I want, want more. Yes, <laughs> I want to hear you guys talk to us about that. We want to hear your voices. Yeah. Mm. All right, that's it. Good episode. Yeah. Boom. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> See ya. Australians watching Buffy, it's Buffy the Vampire Strayer.
really sorry, guys. I have to pee. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when you gotta go, you, you gotta, gotta go. go. Man, you can't fight it sometimes. <laughs> can't fight it. We're gonna say sorry. I thought I was gonna be able to make it to the end, and I just wasn't. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> Welcome back to Buffy the Vampire Australia. Yeah. <laughs> <Free> Australians. <laughs>